it is a very good afternoon. It is Niall Boylan with you. Well, certainly for the next hour or so. And in case you think I'm hiding behind the microphone for the whole show, I am. Because that cold that I had, I've now got a really bad cold sore, which looks so obvious. And I discussed, see, I said to my wife, maybe I should put makeup on it. And I started looking online and they said, no, don't put makeup on it. It'll infect it even worse. So I have this big, obvious cold sore. Anyway, so it's not a piece of dirt in case you think it is. So if I if I kind of stay like this for most of the show, you probably won't see it. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the show at any stage today, you can by texting or WhatsApping on 85 55 That's 85 55 What we're going to talk about today is the government, because the government are in a little bit of turmoil today. And according to the Irish Times, I'm going to read this directly from the Irish Times to give you some indication as to what we're talking about. And the heading says, Heated cabinet row breaks out over proposed new approach to accommodating refugees fleeing Ukraine. And the row was sparked by a presentation given by the Minister for Integration, Rodrigo Gorman, on a proposed new approach which would see Ukrainian refugees accommodated for only 90 days before being sent to the private sector. Now, I mentioned this about six months ago in the UK. They only accommodate them for six months. That's what they've been doing from the start. I think they've actually reduced that now under Richie Sunak's government. Um, so they only do six months. After that, you're kind of on your own. You're just like everybody else. If you're struggling, you have to go to social welfare. If you don't have a house, you have to go on the housing list, just like anybody else. But of course, at the moment, we do prioritise refugees. And a major row has now erupted in Cabinet on Tuesday over the state's refugee accommodation crisis. Sources familiar with the discussion amongst ministers characterised it as among the most divisive heated discussions that has ever taken place at government level since the coalition formed. Well, that's something, isn't it? And the row has now sparked by a presentation, as I said, by Roderick Gorman. There was no memo for the discussion in Cabinet, although it is understood the proposal has been discussed by the three leaders of the coalition parties at their weekly pre-Cabinet meeting for the last two weeks. There was a pushback from Tarnished and Michal Martin, who said that the proposals were tantamount to moving responsibility to the Department of Housing, which would have to provide housing for homeless services for those exiting state-provided accommodation after 90 days. So what essentially he's saying is, look, if we don't accommodate Ukrainians in for an indefinite period of time until the war ends, well, then they're going to have to go on the housing list, and then it's up to the Department of Housing to look after them. But then again, I suppose people would say, well, that's a fairer system, isn't it? Now, speaking to reporters in Dublin today, Mr. Martin described a phenomenon which people are coming to Ireland from other European states. In other words, they're not actually coming from the Ukraine. They're coming from Germany, they're coming from Poland, they're coming from France, they're coming from other countries because Ireland has more Ukrainian refugees per, per capita than any other country in Western Europe. And the reason for that is very obvious. We will accommodate them and we give them twice as much as our nearest our opponent when it comes to social welfare. We pay 200 quid. We've also seen legislation coming in recently over the last two weeks whereby there's new criteria. If you're Ukrainian and you decide to go home on holidays to a country where allegedly your life is in danger uh, and you kind of come back again three weeks later, you've lost your accommodation unless you get special permission. And that was only obvious. And people have been saying this for months, but the government weren't listening. That We were told that these was, oh, these are just stories. This is misinformation. This is untrue. But now the government admit that it is actually true. People are taking advantage of the system. So what do we do? 40% of Ukrainian refugees aged 18 to 24 were males, according to statistics, and yet we were told at the start it was women and children, and maybe some older people as well, of course, who wouldn't be able to fight in a war. But it seems now we were wrong. 40% of Ukrainian refugees aged 20, 18 to 24 are actually males, and they're not at home fighting for their country. And a document seen by Grip Media shows that not only that, 
Overall, 38.9% of all Ukrainian refugees aged between 18 and 24 in February male. And Ireland has, as I said, the highest number. Now, the minister has said, or should I say Leo Varadkar has said, and Michal Martin, that we have an obligation to take in Ukrainian refugees, that we just can't stop at any stage. This is an obligation. We have no choice. This is incorrect because, as it was pointed out by barristers under an EU directive, member states shall receive persons who are eligible for temporary protection in the spirit of the community of solidarity. They shall indicate in figures or in general terms their capacity to receive such persons. This information shall be set out in the council decision referred to in Article 5. After that decision has been adopted, by the member states may indicate additional reception capacity by notifying the Council of Commission. This is information should be passed on swiftly to the UNHCR. So in other words, if we don't have the capacity, we can make an application to the EU and say we can't take any more. But Michal Martin denies that. So is this whole idea of moving them from one place to another, in other words, after 90 days, you're not kind of getting the accommodation we're giving you at the moment. Well, you'll move on to the housing list and we just give you the dole. Is it just a smokescreen by the government to satisfy those who believe they're being prioritised? We want to take your calls, by the way. Don't forget, you can text or WhatsApp. Uh, the number, as usual, is 85 That's 85 Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 085-100-2255. Now, let me go to John. John, hi, how are you? Good afternoon, how are you? Good afternoon, John. Now, the question, of course, that we're asking here, is this just another government smokescreen saying that they're going to take Ukrainian refugees or all refugees uh, off the um, temporary accommodation system after 90 days, and essentially they're on their own then? Well, what puzzles me now is, like, is there a war in Ukraine still? Because I don't see it on my television screens. I don't see it in Sky News. All I see is Israel, Gaza, Gaza, Israel. That's I know. All I I'm, sure, I'm sure Zelensky is sitting there. What about us? What about us? What, what about yeah, us? I mean, and, and the longer that, that conflict in the Middle East escalates more and deepens, right, Which and will bring in everybody in that area, right, I think that the picking order of Ukraine is going to drop down more and more and more. Now, there's a proposal there now by the EU to give $100 billion now for the reconstruction of that place over there, right? So that mm-hmm. would bring a lot of the families home if they were building up places or whatever. But Claire Daly, who is a rocket sense, like on this kind of stuff, we don't agree with everything with Claire Daly, but she said, like, uh, going back before the war, the Court of European Auditors now found their findings, right? And they're independent found that Ukraine was the most corrupt country in Europe. And now they're proposing to give $100 billion, right? Now, how much of that is going to be siphoned off into people's pockets? Like, we don't know. Who's going to ask sure they never, before, before the war in Ukraine, they never stopped giving out about Zelensky. Sure, wasn't he mentioned in the Panama Papers? Do you remember those Panama Papers? That yeah, came out? that's right. That's yeah, he was mentioned yeah. in them. Uh, he was also, there was a whole issue there around um, gay marriage and all sorts of things as well. I mean, they never they never stopped giving out about him. And as soon as the war happened, he became a hero. Anyway, but the point is, yeah, they all seem to have forgotten about that war because of Israel and Palestine. So obviously it wasn't yeah. as important as we thought it was. Uh, but mm-hmm. here's the thing, getting back to Ireland, you know, we're like the mal- land of milk and honey here. And look, the Taoiseach and the Tarnished have just admitted it, what everybody else has been saying for a year, that people are not coming yeah. from Ukraine. They're coming from France, they're coming from Poland, they're coming from everywhere, um, you know, claiming they're coming from Ukraine. And we're treating them as people who are coming from Ukraine. 
What I mean, I'm glad that the penalty finally dropped and that absolute langer from Cork, Michal Martin, right? For the same reason, as you said, has been discussed many times in your show, right? The reason people are coming here is our generous social welfare and the accommodation. Roger Gorgorman told everyone, you'll get your own key of your own place. Oh, yeah. After four months, you're Christ almighty. That went out all over, the, not only the Middle East, it went around the Ukraine, it went everywhere. So that, that's why there's so many people come here. That's why people understand their documents, because they know they're not coming from the, the actual Ukraine, but they want to get in here and they want to get the accommodation, they want to get the benefits a whole lot. No, this idea of... I, was, I, I, I just give you a story, quick, and I, I know this is just a story, because loads of people have stories, and some people say, well, that's just one isolated story. But uh, for a period of time, I was kind of staying in travel lodge hotels <laughs> during my... Uh, my divorce going back about two years ago mm-hmm. and it was at the, uh, a, year, transition. a year and a half <laughs> during my transition but a year and a half period and um, at one stage then I was told you can't stay here anymore because we're going to get more money from the government when the war started alright and I, yeah. I was standing at reception and I remember I was only like I think it was only about 20 days into the whole kind of thing where people started fleeing Ukraine and I said to the, the hotel manager I said where's the when are the Ukrainian people coming he says oh they're here I said where and he said over there and I looked over and I said I said, I hate to sound awful, and I said, I don't want to sound racist either, but they don't look Ukrainian. And he says, well, mm-hmm. they are. And I said, well, he says, I said, those chaps look Pakistani or Indian or something. And he says, no, yeah. they, they told me they were studying in Ukraine when the war broke out. And I went, ah. Bullshit. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> so, bullshit. Uh, yeah, of course it's bullshit. These were lads in their mid-20s. They're not, yeah. They were no more Ukrainian than I was. No, no. No, look, we've been caught big time here, like, big time. And the, the, the government, I mean, who are elected by the people of this country, like, I mean, have let the people down big time. I mean, the amount of people that have come in here, like, I mean, and it's, it's happened too quickly. I have no problem, as Patrick has been said, about people coming in here, working in nursing homes or whatever. Of course. We need that, uh, that, yeah, that caliber of people coming in here. Well, no, but and, and, and I want to say that, John, because we do need people, because our population is dropping. I, like, if we were depending on the Irish population, we'd be screwed, economically screwed, yeah. because, unfortunately, Irish yeah. people are only having about two kids now because we're not supporting the family enough anymore. And that's another thing that we need to tackle, that a government needs to tackle in this country. We need to support the family with childcare costs, all those kind of things, right? So we're not supporting the family. Signs on, people are only having two kids. That is not going to pay for pensions in 20 years' time as the population gets older. So we do need, you know, essentially to import people. But we need to import people who have skills, people who are going to work, people who will have good jobs and pay tax. We don't need to import people who are unskilled, who are going to be in minimum wage jobs, although we need them too, to some degree. We need a percentage of that, but we don't need everybody in that category. Now, by the way, Stephen just sent in a message here. He can't can't come on, but he says it, it is inhumane what the government are going to do, but nothing like that is going to happen in the next few weeks. One department can suddenly change the pieces on the board. It's a shot across the bow uh, for the government, absolutely, but it's a stunt to arguably orchestrated by Leo. In other words, what he's saying is, look, all you're doing is moving them. So after 30 or 90 days, you're not going to kick a Ukrainian out of accommodation. You're not going to put them out on the streets. So what are you going to say to them? Well, you have to go down to the Department of Social Protection, either get a job, or go to the social welfare like anybody else and go on a housing list. Okay, so what am I going to do until I get a house? Oh, you can stay, you can well, stay here. You can stay here. So, so, so yeah, it's not really going to make a difference. 
Well, actually, it is. It's just moving the pieces around the chessboard. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the government making it look like they're actually agreeing for with the, the people for, when they're for not the really. Simple, for the simple reason that waste the space, Martin, and the record, they're still at this stage, even though the poll, as you said, was the Red Sea poll, 67% of people said we've taken in too much and we should stop now. They still won't go there and say, sorry. We're full. We're not taking any more. Veracruz and Martin will still not go there. No, but you, you've heard you've heard Bihar Martin on numerous occasions say we have an obligation. Now, I have spoken to barristers who completely disagree with that and said they can easily apply to the, U, the EU, suggesting that, that we don't have the capacity because it's in the uh, if it's in Article what is it Article twenty nine of the EU directive in relation to member mm-hmm. states when it comes to refugees. We could make an application. And by the way, I would be obviously very conscious as a country that we make sure that that accommodation is provided by another country, uh, but not mm-hmm. Ireland. We are taking the highest amount per capita. Let me go to Maureen and Sean as well. Say there. Maureen, hi, how are you? Hi, hi now. how are you? Good, Maureen. We're making a balls of this, aren't we, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making you, balls of it. We've been making balls of it for years. Yeah, I mean, but we, yeah. we knew that a year ago, and everybody said that a year ago, but now it seems fine. Yeah. The government are saying what the people said a year ago, but making it sound nice. So should I call the government a bunch of right-wing racists? Exactly. Because, they're, yeah, because that's what they called us when we said it. But, exactly. but you're not sure. Look, we were demonised when we were saying this to people. Mm-hmm. Would you open your eyes, folks, and see what's going on here? There were three of them interviewed at Dublin Airport, two are from Pakistan, and one was from Egypt, and these guys were in their 50s. Oh, I'm from Ukraine. Yeah, right. Sure you are. <laughs> right? Yeah, where's your, ba- where's your passport? Oh, I seem to yeah, have, lo- I seem to have lost it. <laughs> but no, but you wait on, but you see now, honey, on second, they're just talking about Ukrainians. How about the army men that's coming into the country every, every, nearly every day of the week? Every week, thousands of them. Where are they going to go? Are they going to be treated the same way? Well, see, but here's a bigger problem, right? You've got people who are in temporary accommodation or direct provision who are international, seeking international protection. They have already been given permission to remain, some of them, right? But because they've yeah. no accommodation, they're staying in direct provision. In other words, they're staying there rent-free, getting their food, getting their health care, getting their education, getting everything, and they're not paying for anything. Because no, they're not. So they, they're they not. like anybody else, if they've given permission to remain, they should be out looking for a job, getting their own accommodation like anybody else in the country. But they're not. They're taking advantage they're not, of a no. system. They are. Mm. They are. And they shouldn't be here. But you see, if they're, if they're just saying, you see, if they're just saying that for Ukrainians, we're forgetting the elephant in the room is the others that are here already. And you're saying they're staying direct provision. They're actually not because they're shoving them into buildings. They're shoving them into every available place they can find to put these men into. What's going to happen to them? Should they have to fall under the same category? 40% of Ukrainian refugees aged 18 to 24 were men. 40% of Ukrainian refugees aged 18 to 24 are men. I thought that was supposed to be for you. So did I. At the start, we were told this would be women and children, and of course, men over the age of 65. But that's not the case at all. But now you didn't do You say it. If that the that um, in over eighteen, over eighteen couldn't leave, couldn't leave Ukraine. They needed for the war. <laughs> the Western Ukraine is wide open. Yeah, the only the only grounds that they were allowed to leave Ukraine over the age of eighteen was if they had a disability, or if they were, I think it was a sole income earner in a family or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but there was a strict right criteria around you know leaving Ukraine. For example, if you were a man over the age of eighteen, between eighteen and sixty-five, or whatever it was at the time. Well, Nile is funny. Sorry, John. Before you say anything, um, I was listening this morning, John. You might have heard it too. 
there was some guy on talk, you know, and he cut this part of it. But it was, oh, the way to go is modular homes. So they're already oh, yeah. talking about building modular homes. Well, this is going on. You might have heard it, Jan. Story did, this morning. Yeah. Yeah, 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 way to go is modular homes. So here we're talking now about more modular homes, while at the same time, we're talking about these having to fend for themselves after 90 days. Do you feel, so, well, do you feel sorry for them? Because some people are saying it's inhumane after no, 90 days to say, listen, you're on your own. I don't, I don't, neither. I'll be honest with you. I say what I mean, I mean what I say. I'm and by the way, why can't, can't the, why can't the Garda Shia like in every other country in the world, set up a special task force to go and find the 4,000 people who have been given deportation orders and put them on a plane and send them off home? I don't know why they exactly. won't do it. I don't either. I, I it's illegal. Your, we've been banging on about that. How, how many years are we talking about that? Nobody, nobody, get, nobody actually gets deported. They it's don't incredible. know what no, no, they do, but they're told to go home themselves. They're told to deport themselves. Oh, yeah, I know. Here's a deportation order. See you now. Bye. Yeah, bye. The, 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 the people that are, are presenting with no documentation, right? To me, they use the manual out of faulty tolls defence, right? When they're asked for documentation, I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's a joke of a country, I tell you. Let me. Uh, say, well, hang on. Let me go to Sean. Sean, hi. How are you? Hi, Noel. Good morning. How are you? How good good afternoon to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, we, we, we can talk about this without being uh, called racist now, can we? Is that, that way well, it is? Well, well, if it, well, if we are called racist, the government are a bunch of racists as well because they're saying exactly yeah. what we've yeah. been saying for the last year. Yeah, absolutely not. So, so they, and, the government admits, just to let people know, Michal Martin admits that people are taking advantage of the system. He admits they're not coming yeah. from Ukraine. They're coming from other countries around Europe. They may have originally come from Ukraine, but they're coming from other because Ireland is offering a better deal. There must be an election coming up, Noel. There's just something happening. Oh, there will but be. I will say this. There is, yeah. <laughs> yes, Noel. Yes, Noel. Yeah. But I will say this, Noel, and, and, and Maureen and John. Um, we've all seen it with our own two lawyers. You see, you mentioned earlier on, Noel, about having kids and about depopulation. The only, the only thing, you see, we, we've been hard done by in this country by our own government. Um, my nieces, my nephews, they're not having kids. There's no reason why they're not having kids because it's too fucking expensive in their own country to have kids. While all the Romanians, all the blacks, all the... Well, oh, no, please, please, now don't, don't start coming into skin colour. There's no need I for that, I just want to tell the okay. truth here, Noel. And okay, no, but it's, no, but hang on, hang on, hang on. There are black people who are Irish. There's no need to bring skin colour into it. When you bring skin colour into it, all you're doing is defeating your own argument. Thanks. Right. Well, well anyway, okay. they're coming off the plane, Noel. Literally coming off the plane. Okay. They're dropping yeah. kids left, left, right and centre. Okay. And Noel, this is the problem. Kids are pushing kids. You see it. You look at it. You know, it's not the Irish anymore. It's not. It's not. It's it, it, The Irish people can't have, afford to have kids, Noel. Because as you said, the childcare costs, the living costs, the care costs. We can't do it. It's impossible. A child, as we all know, costs an awful lot of money. I know. An awful lot of money. I know. The, um, government, the government has failed over the last 20 years to provide for the family. Yeah. Failed miserably. And, and, and I, my nieces and nephews are in their late 20s, into, into their 30s. And I'm like, when are you going to have that? Yeah, oh, no, no. Sure, Jesus, haven't, you know, sure, they're only, we're only getting by. And that's the truth of it. That mm. is the second truth of it, Noel. They're only getting by for fuck's sake. Like, literally. So they can't afford to have a fucking kid. It's disgraceful. It's disgusting. They'd love a little family, they told me. They would love a little family. They would love a little Johnny or a little Sarah. No, it's not happening. Okay. But, 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 happen? okay we but, don't know. But here's the thing, Sean, right? So the government's plan now, according to Roderick O'Gorman, although Michal Martin disagrees, is that after yeah. 90 days, Ukrainians will no longer be guests of the state and they would be I just like... Uh, no, and they'd be just like anybody else. But here... I don't think that's going to make an ounce of difference. I think this is just a smokescreen no. because what are they going to do? So let, let's say a Ukrainian family are in a hotel, right? 
and the their ninety days expires, and they're going to chuck them out on the street, and, they, and say, "Oh, you go down, down to social welfare there, and if they don't have any accommodation for you, you're going to have to go into temporary accommodation, or you're going to have to go into a hostel." That's not going to happen. Emergency accommodation. Yeah. yeah, emergency yeah. accommodation, and, and, which is essentially what they're in at the moment. Of course not. And, so, and you so see nothing's going to change. Uh, you see what happened up in Strad Valley Noyle. You know, this is what the case is. They've been putting them tents. into tents. Oh, well, that's, that's you said, inhumane. You, you know, that's, that's wrong. Well, it is inhumane, but, but you see, it, 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 again, the Irish, the Irish government now are, are putting their hands up in the air and, uh, yeah, you know, we know we, 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 we weren't listening to you. They were listening to us. They just didn't want to listen to us. And many times, Mary Lou, you see, I love social media because you can't, you can't fuck with social media. And when people are on and, and they're videoing people, look, we've seen an awful lot of few horror stories over the last few months. But when people are being filmed on camera and they're being asked these questions, they won't answer them. Because they know quite well what they're doing. They know, they've heard us Noel screaming from the top of our voices, but they just didn't want to listen to us. And now, what is it? Ireland is full, is that what it is? is, is are, are we buckling yeah. now under pressure? I'd love to know what's going on here, Noel. I really would. I'd really know. Oh, you, know because you know, Niall? There's something going Sorry. on. Yeah, go ahead, Barry. Um, uh, yeah, you know, i tell you something now. It would be more me holes, I call it me hole, me hole line, to stand up there in Leinster House and explain where five million that they sent out of this country over to, that, over to Zelensky a couple of months ago, where all, all that went. Where's the mm -hmm. money going? Because most of the missiles have ended up in the Middle East. The UK are talking about refugees from yeah. Gaza. I'm always saying, follow the money, follow the oil. Look up, look up the well, 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 mind you, hang on, guys. That's the next announcement. Refugees yeah, from Gaza. Natural well, see, gas see what you're saying there as well, Maureen. The that Zelensky fella as well, as you were saying, Noel, he's an he's absolute a, yeah, he's a scumbag. Well, yeah. well, well, I'm not going to go as far as say a scumbag, but I certainly don't think he's a hero. So he caused this. He caused the shit. He caused the shit, Noel. He all he had to do was is play 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 with that fella there. What's his name? Um, uh, Putin. All he had to do was sit down and talk to him, but he didn't want to talk to him because he wanted the UN backing and everybody else, and he wanted his own. He, he wanted his well, own. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's very disappointed at the moment that they're not the centre of attention anymore. Um, Absolutely. But oh, mind you, they're still getting funding from the United States and the European Union anyway. So that's. that's oh, we know that. Okay, yeah. but no, it just I mentioned earlier on that I was never a fan of his anyway. Some people think he's a hero. I don't. I was never a fan of his. Before this war started, nobody in Europe had any time for him. Sure, he was listed, as I said, in the Panama Papers as well. Nobody had any time for this man, and all of a sudden he's some sort of hero. Uh, I don't agree with that. Stay there for a second. We're going off the ta in a tangent. Stay there, Maureen. Stay there, Sean. Let me go to Maliki as well. Maliki, hi. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Niall. Okay, so Maliki, getting to the, the latest government announcement... Uh, well, according to the Irish Times, there's ructions in the cabinet and there's tensions. It said the worst heated cabinet row ever since the formation of the government. That's what they said, the most divisive. And this is over Rodrigo Gorman's um, plans and presentation that people fleeing war and conflicts in the Ukraine would see themselves only accommodated for 90 days before being sent to the private sector. What do you think of that announcement? Well, let me say, as I've said to you many times before, all of the things that we have said, and we've been accused of being racist and fascist and everything else, the only difference in what we have been saying for the past year, exactly a year next week, um, Niall, is six months. Now, let nobody be under any illusion what the government is at here. This is about shifting budgets from one department to another. And this is a row between Fianna Fáil, who hold a housing portfolio, and the, the Greens, who hold the immigration portfolio. And it's about shifting money and spending from O'Gorman's department into... Um, the housing department, yeah. A, 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 the housing department. They're not going to put these people out on the streets. When, when Micheál Martin 
asked Neil Pandeville on, on Red FM last week for his answer, and he said, shut the border. He laughed at him. He called, said, you have, not, have you no humanity? Now, I am sick and tired of the influx of people into this country who we have said they were coming in here as welfare tourists. Michal Martin has now admitted that, that people are shopping around Europe for the best deal. That these people from Ukraine, and Ukraine, as we've said all along, is a huge country. There's no need for anybody to be leaving Ukraine. They can quite simply move to a different part of Ukraine. There is no legal, moral, or any other requirement on the Irish people to populate this country at a loss to our own people. We still have 13,500 of our own people in emergency accommodation. Where's the modular homes for them? Where's the housing for them after 90 days? Are they going to be, you know... Well, this well, 90 days is quite interesting yeah. because if you remember O'Gorman told people last year, be a come to key. Ireland and we'll give you your own keys in three months <laughs> or six months or whatever, you know. So like um, why wouldn't you come here? Look at, the, look at the list of welfare benefits that are available in this country compared to every other European country. Well, I, well, I, did, well I did say to Pat Tobin earlier on, I spoke to a man, I don't know when you heard it there, but two weeks ago, uh, he came on the radio talking to me. He was from Afghanistan. And he told me he had been in seven countries before he came to Ireland. And in every one of the countries he was in, including <coughs> Germany and France, and God knows where else he was, um, he ended up homeless on the streets because they wouldn't give him anything. And he came to Ireland because a friend of his recommended he came to Ireland. He was also in Britain as well. And he came to Ireland as an asylum seeker seeking international protection, even though he'd been refused from other countries. And he said he was delighted. He had a one-bedroom flat in, in Ratgar somewhere, Rat Mines, I think he said to me. And uh, he was hoping to get a job. And I'm going... And, and why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Nobody can blame the individual for no, taking seemed, No, don't get me wrong. He seemed like right? a nice guy and everything else. But what I'm saying is... You are right. They're shopping around for the best deal. And Ireland is Again, the best Niall, deal. We said, we said last November, in relation to the majority of bypass applicants coming into Dublin, they were coming from London, they were coming from Paris, they were coming directly off Ryanair flights or coming in on the boat from places that they had lived in for many years. And many left Britain last year because of the, the Rwanda, the threats have been sent to Rwanda. This was clear. We said it on day one. I said it in a meeting last November with Pascal Donoghue and Roderick O'Gorman. Yes, we were, we were called, not alone were we called fascists and right-wing togs and all of these things, we were called liars. Do me a favour, wait there for just seven seconds. Got to take a quick break. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. Sorry about that, Malachi, and I completely understand what you're saying. They are absolute liars. I mean, and, you know, should I turn around now and say that, you know, Roderick O'Gorman is some sort of right-wing racist for even coming up with this? Because, as you well know, if we suggested this, or if anybody had suggested this six months ago, you were probably accused of being extreme right-wing and racist. And, and that's it. That was the names that were called. Not a, not a case that you are probably accused. We were accused. We were barred from all across the media because we were right-wing fascists. And there is not one media out there, apart from yourself, Red FM, and um, I, I, that's basically all that is covered. None of the mainstream media have allowed anybody on our side of the fence on to articulate a position, which is now 
he accepted the position within the political class. But but uh, but I do believe that this announcement, <laughs> when I, when I say announcement, uh, this discovery by the Irish Times that what went, what went down in the cabinet, this heated discussion over Roderick O'Gorman's presentation, I think it's just a smokescreen. It's not going to make an ounce of difference. Uh, uh, the only thing, the only thing that'll make a difference is if Michal Martin tomorrow decides to stop letting people into the country. That's the only thing that's going to make a difference. Close the borders. But doesn't it show something again now that we're supposed to have cabinet confidentiality, we're supposed to have cabinet discussions in secret, and here's the Irish Times, the great bastion of, of truth and, uh, and honour and all of those things that they claim, who, you know, now publish what, they, what they're told. You know, this is a manufactured thing to try and stop because they are petrified now of the next European and local elections next June. They are absolutely petrified because most of them, and this is why you can see the mass exodus from particularly Senegal, these people know that they're going to be savaged at the polls by people standing in constituencies all over this country and saying to them, enough is enough. And the only issue now in the next election is immigration. The only, because all of the other problems we have in this country stem from the increase in population. We wouldn't have a housing problem if we didn't increase the population by 2%. You but but, but in can I just say, I, I don't have an issue over time with increasing the population. Mind you, I certainly believe it should be increased by Irish people. We should be encouraging families. We should be supporting families to have more children because, of course, we're down to two children per family now on average. We should be supporting all of that. Sean just mentioned a few minutes ago that his nieces can't even afford to have an extra child. So we should be supporting them to have more children if we, need, if we need a younger population. Because otherwise, I agree with the government, we're going to be in serious trouble in 20 years' time when, the, when it comes to paying out pensions. Um, so well, we, Niall, the figures from Donegal yesterday, Niall, I think, are 11% of the population of Donegal is now Ukrainian. That is not a natural evolution in population. That is a total change. And, you know, if we just look at, and there's just something that comes to mind, I saw from Canada, and you posted it the other day yourself, when we were talking about euthanasia, oh, euthanasia. which would be another big issue that will come, that now in Canada, they want to put down drug addicts. That's right, yeah, if you're a drug addict, you can choose to be put down. Um, sorry, Sean, how are you doing? Sorry, you want to say something, Sean? Go ahead, very quickly. <coughs> no, I was just saying there, Noel. See, what, I, 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 um, what's his name? Sorry. Maliki. Maliki, Maliki made a very, very, uh, very good point there, um, Noel. But I remember even Noel, even with uh, the, the uh, what we call them, the, the foreign nationals that were over in England, they they knew they were getting a better deal in Ireland, as Maliki said. They they up, they up their roots from England. They came to here, even though they had what they had going on over in England. Mm-hmm. They just jumped ship because Ireland was better. They were giving out this. They were giving out that. As Maliki said, why wouldn't they have? Why wouldn't they? Have? Yeah, well, Maliki mentioned a, a statistic there a few minutes ago, which I wasn't familiar with, which is, uh, was it 10% of uh, people are doing all 11% uh, are Ukrainian? And I would question that figure, Maliki, and say, when you say Ukrainian, claim to be Ukrainian. Um, well, claim to be Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. because we all know there's a huge percentage of people claiming to be Ukrainian who are not actually Ukrainian at all. The, this story of, oh, I was studying in Ukraine when the war broke out. I don't have any identification. And the, the beggar's belief, Noel, that Ukraine is almost totally white European or mm. East, Eastern European. And yet the amount of people in this country claiming asylum who are non-white and claiming to be from Ukraine, beggars belief. Now, either we have a system of asylum. You see, in this country, you have the asylum process. The UN Convention on Human Rights says you can claim asylum if you're being persecuted for various different reasons in your own country, and your own government is unwilling or unable to protect you. We have people coming in here who fail on every one of those grounds. <clears throat> They're given deportation orders. They go all the way through the high court at our expense. 
they still are told to get out. And 10 years later, they're still here. And we're told, ah, sure, it wouldn't be nice to send them home. That, that number currently, I believe, is at 4,000. Does not work. Yeah. Because the political class, it's like everything else in this country. Now, we're actually incapable. Now, I mean, I believe we should get out of the European Union because I don't believe they should be running the country. But it seems that we are incapable of running this country ourselves. There's nothing that we can do. And I saw some comments yesterday, you know, on, on some satirical side about, you know, whether Ireland was funding tunnels in, in, <laughs> uh, in Gaza. One can be sure that if Ireland was funding them, they would have never been built. And in 30 years, we'd be still getting more surveys saying, well, where this tunnel should go, you know, and all of the money would have been spent. We are incapable. One only has to look at the children's hospital as, as a very clear example. One only has to look at the drains in Middleton, which aren't even cleaned. You know, and, and right around the country. And oh, what, right. what about the best one, actually, last week that the Galway Bay FM uncovered that two or 250,000, a quarter of a million was spent on two park benches in Galway. Uh, well, hang on, the most expensive park benches in Europe. Isn't that incredible? 250,000, a quarter of a million on two benches. They look like you could sit on them. <laughs> they look ridiculous. <laughs> uh, say that, Joanna. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Good morning, Joanna. You're very quiet today. Anyway. Sorry, I just want to just say I agree with every word Maliki says. Every mm. word. And I wish that he was, you know, would run for some legitimate party and just take this country forward and get rid of these gombeans, is what I call them. Mm. I went to see the modular home yesterday in Mahan, purely because I was passing <laughs> with my daughter in the car. And she said, Mam, do you want to see him? Niall, I'm telling you, I was sickened to my stomach. Absolutely beautiful. It's like a little village. Yep. It actually is like a village. Mm-hmm. All, all little gardens fenced in, all their Halloween decorations up. And as I said too, my son will be homeless soon and his family. And the council had the cheek to take him off the, the, the housing list after being on it for six <coughs> years because he got a rise in his job. He'd been yeah. punished for working hard. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, I'm bloody angry today from what I've seen yesterday. I'm so angry. So well, while you're, well, you're saying it, here's your son uh, and his partner working all their lives and don't have enough for a deposit for a house, obviously, and don't have enough money How to do that. How can they when they're paying huge rent? Absolutely. They're, Absolutely. They're, they're and and yet, yet somebody will come to the country and be handed a modular home. Absolutely. And the girl is on the verge of a nervous breakdown because they're out in January now and they've nowhere to go. And the council took them off the list, right? That was the only hope they had. And apparently, if you're not on the council list, they're not entitled to any help towards emergency accommodation. So where are they going to li- so where are they going to live? God only knows. God only knows. I've been on you about this now. It's gone on over a year mm. about this, and uh, he did give him an extension. The landlord he wants to move back in. They're great people, like they've been paying their rent, you know, paying his mortgage, as I said. But that's who neither here nor there. Yeah, that's and his, no one that's gives his a business, shit. Yeah. So when 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 what when did they have to move out by? January, first week in January. Mm. They have two children. She's out on maternity leave, um, and they've a six-year-old. That's not going to be. That's not going to be easy. How do you react to the government story today? That there's a suggestion now by Roderick O'Gorman that uh, Ukrainians will only get accommodated for ninety days, and after that, they're on their own. I'm sorry, no, but this guy, right, went online in a tweet in every different language, invited people here. Four months their own accommodation, and that's a fact. You mm. can look it up. Oh, no, I know. Okay, I know. 
And but they expect to like my son and everyone else that's listening, all our children that are out breaking their back paying taxes, we must fund all these people and put lovely little homes around them while they're out working and possibly be on the streets in a few months. What the hell? Where's the Irish backbone gone? We went out in the streets in our thousands and fought for water, you know? And I was one of them. I started that movement with my friend. And we're now sitting back and watching our country being sold out from under us and there's no uproar. Like, open your eyes, look around, walk through Cork City. No offence, I'm not racist, but we'll be speaking Hindu in a couple of years, I'd say. And does it does it does it sadden you to see Ireland somewhat lose its identity? Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I think diversity can be a wonderful thing. It can be, and and you know, the Irish population is not growing fast enough for us to provide economically for pensions in the future. How and can it, they? Well, well, we need. How, how can they grow? We have our young people. Like my son couldn't afford to have that baby, and that's a fact, right? But it just happened, and they're entitled to have a baby in their during their thirties, and they're providing for him. And people say, oh, why did they bring another child into the situation? They didn't know they were going to be evicted when she got pregnant. And they thought, right, if worse comes to all, we've been doing everything the right way, what we're supposed to do. We're never on the dole. They're working, they're done their leaving, sir, got their jobs. They're paying their rent. The landlord gave them brilliant references. And they thought, look, if the worst comes to the worst, the government, we have to fall back on them, you know, for social housing. And then the council remove them from the bloody list, Okay. I know they're going to give out uh, new apartments down Blackpool soon. You wait and see who's going in there. You ain't seen nothing yet. This country ain't seen nothing yet. Nigel Farage was right. When Brexit happened and they start talking about the Rwanda, and I even said it myself, watch the flood into Ireland. They ran out of England coming in over the border because they were going to be sent to Rwanda. And these idiots that we're paying massive salaries to, okay, are just sitting oh. back and letting this happen. Okay. I'm angry, I'm sorry. I am no, no, sorry no, no, I understand your anger, Joanna. Thank you very much indeed for that. And unfortunately, your son is in a very difficult situation. Um, Maliki, listening to what Joanna has to say, what she's pointed out is the glaringly obvious, that nobody, you know, nobody is, get, is getting upset about diversity or whatever it happens to be, or people who come here through the proper channels, through visas, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's how, how we grow as a country too. But, you know, what we have is a situation where the Irish government for years now are not supporting the family. So they're not supporting Joanna's son and his partner. Um, he's off the housing list. He's just over the threshold, obviously, because he got a rise, so he can't get accommodation. He's going to be out of his house in January and he has nowhere to live. The intention of, of successive governments, Niall, has been to say to your children and my children and Joanna's children is there, there's no room in this country for you. Get on a plane, go to Australia, go to the US or go somewhere else but you're not going to get a life here and you're not going to be able to afford, even on a good salary, you're not going to be able to afford with two people working on good salaries, afford, never mind to buy somewhere. You're not even going to able, be able to afford to rent somewhere. And, you know, that has to stop. And people have to stand up now and say enough is enough. And it doesn't well, matter. But we, yeah, but Joanna's right. When, when are they going to stand up, Maliki? Because because we, we see every time that you organise a protest, right? And I'm not talking about some of the head cases that get involved in those processes. We all condemn that kind of behaviour, right? But when you organise a protest of concerned citizens, people are afraid to get involved. Because when they get involved, afraid, yes, because they're, they're labelled. Well, look at even on, on a different issue, Niall, in relation to the Israeli Gaza thing. A woman who worked for um, 
some Israeli company in Dublin tweeted something which was pro-Palestinian. And she was fired. And she lost her job. People are afraid. And remember what the government done this year. And I'll now, just in, say now in fairness, Michal Martin did condemn the company for firing her. You know? But that's no use. I mean, well, what does that do? That doesn't no. get her a job back. No, and it doesn't. doesn't stop the next person getting sacked. What they've done in East Wall, and people need to look around the country when they talk about these diversity funds and money being pumped out. The Dublin government put 400,000 euro into East Wall since these protests started. 400,000 into an area with a population of 4,000 people. That is an incredible amount of money. So what they do is they buy off people. They set up these community groups and it becomes everybody's job and everybody's income then depends on the state funding that. That's how people are bought off. And people need to stand up. And this has happened for years. This is why there's never been any resolving of the drugs problem, for instance, or the homeless problem. Look at the Peter McBerry Trust currently and, and where that is. Look at the amount of money that's pumped into the homeless agencies who actually do nothing other than um, ensure that there are more homeless people so that they can get more and more funding. What we need is a total change in how this country is run. We need to actually take but, but in... How, but how, we, but how, are they going to, how are people going to do that? When realistically, when the next election happens, it's the same five parties who are all saying the same thing, going back to the polls again with a few independents. Um, you know, and, and there isn't really it's enough independents. Like, it's beginning to look like democracy does not work. Democracy is not ruled now by the majority. It's ruled by the minority and the most funded vested interest groups who are funded by the state. And what we need to do in government, we need to force limit the amount of time that somebody can be elected. Nobody should be elected for more than two terms. So they don't have to worry about getting re-elected then. They should only be there for two terms. We should actually employ ministers. So, so in other words, you would eradicate them. career politicians. Yeah. Yes. And we have people who go to Trinity and UCD and the other universities and do a degree in economics and politics or whatever, and then they're suddenly running the country at 30 or 40. You know, they've no life experiences. They've never lived in the real world. The, the best minister for transport we could have in this country is Michael O'Leary. The best person to deal with exports and building up um, export markets is Larry Goodman. You know, and we don't recognise these people. And these people can be put into the Shannon as James Dude was and was made Minister for Foreign Affairs under, the, the, I think, the 74 Cosgrave government. So these people can be brought in, but we don't do that. What we do is we elect people who are only pandered to the NGOs and the people who are most vocal. Look For, at the former school teachers. Citizens Assembly, yeah. which came back with the result last week that we told you it would before it even sat. Yet it didn't hear any real debate or discussion. I heard people all speaking from the same hymn sheet. Okay, well, hang on, Malachi, because I've lo loads of people want to come on. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Jason. Jason, hi, how are you doing? Get back onto the story that we started talking about. Do you really believe the government are going to chuck Ukrainian people out on the street after 90 days and say, well, off you go down to the Department of Social Protection and get yourself on the housing list? No, 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 no. They'll just change the heading on the paper. They leave them exactly where they are and they say, you're now the part of this department. Mm. Nothing will change to them. And can we just, just back to what Malik is saying? I can't wait for this next election to see how Finna Gale and Finna Fall go with each other. How are they going to slag each other off now? You know, to get their votes. You know, we normally when it's coming to election, Finna Fall will slay Finna Gale all over the place and vice versa. Yeah. After what's been going on the last couple of years, if they do that, people want it. If people elect them back in, you, you get everything you But they will. 
But that's the thing. The way our system is set up, it's set up that them two will only ever get in. Why can't we have a forced pass to post? They all put the nominate up for who we, like each party puts the nominate up for who we want to run the country. And that's the person you vote for. Because we have a fellow running well, this country that, that, did, that did not get in. That did, sorry Maliki, that did not get in. Got in by the scrape of his teeth. And all of a sudden now he's standing on the top pillar saying, I have a mandate from the people. The people of Blanchestown didn't even want to represent them. And all of a sudden he's representing this whole country. Well, he, well he, only got, he only got in on the fifth count, I think, didn't he? If you go, if you go to a first pass the post system, you will never have it change. All you will have, if there wasn't proportional representation in this country, you would have Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael alternating between each other. Forever. But that's what we have, Maliki, isn't it? The, the but that is what we have. But that's what we but have. Do yeah, we, we do have that already. Well, how do we change yeah, Well, we don't now because we have the sinners coming in pretending to be different. And what we have done, what has happened in the political discourse. No, they're not. No, they're not. I mean, I'm saying that. The, the Shinners are just a yellow pack version of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. I mean, that's that's, of course that's they are. Girl, I'm sorry. Yeah. Of course I they mean, are. They're going to take the destruction from Europe. I mean, they're, they're battling their but, own battle up there. You see what's going up there, on up there. You, you know, we want to be careful what we wish for as well. But um, back to the other thing. No, it's like Canute you know, trying to hold back the tide. Yeah. It's like King Canute trying to hold back the tide. It's like the man sticking his finger in the dam and hoping that it's all going to... It's so what, going so to. what's the solution? Well, there, there is only one solution, but you, you heard Hall Martin, or you may have heard him on Red FM last week with Neil Penderville, basically saying when Neil Penderville asked him, well, you know, are you going to shut the borders? And he said, no, that would be inhumane. So what, this will just go on forever. And what next? Will it be, oh, we must take in refugees from Palestine now? Are they, is that next? That's coming. But Niall, you can't, the, the tide has already left. The tide is on the way and there's nothing we can do. They're taking their instructions from somebody a lot higher than them now that's paying their wages. And as we said, the European elections are coming up next. They're all scrambling for their fifth and sixth pension over there. They really don't care. They don't have to put up with it. They don't have to pay. It's not going to affect them. I understand this, we need more people. I have enough second people in my life to pay my pension. I have enough kids. You, you know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, well, you, well, you're making up for everybody else with your eight kids. Well, you know? there you have. I should be the only one getting a pension in the second 40 years, so I'm the only one with kids. But, <laughs> Niall, you can see it, Niall. There's areas around Dublin, and I hate saying this because when I was working in England, I used to laugh when I heard it. Spot the white man. And there's areas all around Dublin, Leinster, all around now, and all you... Well, I hate... I, I said it earlier on, Tony. I hate our... To, well, I can't remember who it was I said it there. I hate when people bring skin skin colour into it. It's but kind of a bad Come out onto the street, Niall, but you might think that, and you might, but you walk around the streets, you walk around with the likes of me, or people that ain't in love, and you hear what the real people are saying. And okay, no, I, I, I'm people... okay with you saying there are parts of Ireland, and parts of Dublin, and parts of Galway and Cork, where you wouldn't even know you were in Ireland anymore. And, and, and I accept that, and, that's that's, and what... I think that's quite sad, by the way. It is, but that is that is the talk on the street now. You don't go into that area. That's predominantly such a race. That's predominantly such a. You you ask people from Dublin where do say where do all the Romanians go in Dublin? They be all able to say where do all the Chinese? They be able to name this street now. That's a, and that's the way it's gone, Noel. And there's nothing we can do. We we people that we didn't elect making up rules that don't suit us and suit their own agenda. And that's okay. The, that's that's okay. Well, I, well, hang on. Let me let me go to Joe as well because I have to get to Joe and Tony as well before I finish here. Uh, Joe, hi. How are you? Hi, Niall. Good afternoon. How Good are afternoon. You? You've been listening to Maliki. Getting back to the original, I suppose, point was in relation to what was said at Cabinet and this whole hoo-ha that's going on between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael at the moment. Uh, in relation to uh, 90 days, they'll accommodate Ukrainian refugees. And indeed, if they're actually Ukrainian in the first place. But they'll accommodate Ukrainian refugees for 90 days and then they're on their own. Is there anything wrong with that? 
Well, number one, as I said before to you, Niall, the government have made a total ball to this. And I think it's about time now that people in this country started to wake up and smell the gravy because, as you know and I know, um, we have a major problem in this country trying to look after people here. So it isn't... I'm going to to be sarcastic here, and I don't want to be sarcastic to you, but, like, if we can't look after people who shouldn't be coming in here, why should... Why why, why are we letting (coughs) these people... uh, Why why are we uh, trying to say, right... Uh, it's okay to have him here and everything like that, but we can't be looking after every Tom, Dick, and Harry at the moment because we there's no room at the inn. Simple as that. See, Ireland always, like, Ireland always wants to be that country. I don't know what it is about the Irish government. We feel we have to be that country that looks like it's doing more than everybody else. But sure, that's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. I don't know why. We're like we're le- we're we're opening the borders to every, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and the problem is right. You know and I know this is all part of a virtual signaling operation by several politicians so that they can make themselves look good in uh, Europe because that's what it is. I mean, I mean the, the, here's, here's the thing as well. Malik, you, I don't know whether you know this. I, as you know, I spend most of my time in Northern Ireland now. Um, they don't have this problem in Northern Ireland. <coughs> I mean, because, because they don't pay out the same welfare payments in Northern Ireland that they pay in the South. No, and I mean, that's what it, these people are welfare tourists now. They're here for a, a free ride. They're here because our government told them we'd give them a free gas within six months. No, I'm not just talking, I'm talking about Ukrainians. I'm though. talking about Ukrainians as well. I, I, I hardly but, see uh, anybody right up across here. The board, <clears throat> now, Ukrainians, and many of them, you know, are coming here, getting all of these benefits. They're going back. They, they... Oh, I've lost Maliki there. Drew, I'll try and get him back there. Sorry, Joe. I, I think the point he's making is that many Ukrainians are taking advantage of the system. Well, they are, because, like, at the beginning, like, we didn't know how long these people are going to be coming in here for. Like, they, we were told that these people are only going to be here for a certain couple of weeks. That was a load of bull. And then, and again, we're being fed a load of bull by certain uh, woke media outlets. Uh, and they're telling us, like, that... The media are appalling. The, me- the media in this country should be ashamed of themselves. I'm not afraid to say well, that. Of course they should. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they should. Like, the media before, are behaving despicably, with the exception of one or two presenters... The media yeah. are behaving despicably. Like as I said before, you're the only broadcaster in this country that has the balls to come out and question things. And when you come out to question things, you have certain other media outlets who come down, uh, try to uh, be, uh, who are coming out trying to bully you and people like us. Oh, they've tried. It's all far-right racists. Like. Yeah, yeah. like I was accused, I rang an off uh, the office of Hall Martin's office a couple of months ago to complain about all this. And I was called a fascist. <laughs> Who called you a fascist? Who called you a fascist? Uh, uh, the secretary to me, Hall Martin's office. Right. He said, that we're, not, we're not entertaining people like you coming on here criticizing our, our Taoiseach or our Tarnister. Well, I said, if that's the case, why are we having an election then? Well, you know what happens when the next election comes around. Sorry, Maliki, just to finish what you were saying there about Ukrainian people. Yeah, I'm not sure where, where you lost me at that point. But, I mean, we've been saying that these people are coming as welfare tourists because the welfare system here is far better. Mm. And while people are claiming to be fleeing from war in Ukraine, they're able to go back there because the health system in this country is such a disaster. They're able to go back, get their medical treatment over there and come back. Mm. You know, they're, or they're able to go on holidays to a war zone. I mean, Kiev well, is well, now, in, in fairness to the government. In fairness, well, when I say in fairness to the government, there's no fairness to the government. But they did change two weeks ago. Now they've changed the criteria 
in relation to Ukrainians going home for, on holidays or going home to get their teeth done or going home to get operations or whatever it is they're going home no, to, a, to a country the, allegedly where the life is in danger. You know? It's closing the stable door after the horse is bolted. I mean, why, why would you be going home to a country where your life is in danger? There's this inferiority complex in the Irish psyche who believes we have to be patted on the back by guys around Europe and around the world who actually couldn't give a damn about us. And until people stand up and say that this country is our country and that we're prepared to stand up and defend it, nothing will change. And you can see there is no other country in the world that's population has been replaced. And, you know, this plantation theory and all that that people were told is far right, you only have to look at the figures. There is an agenda which is to replace Irish people by sending our children to the four corners of the world and be told by the, the no lesser person wait, that the teacher. I, I, I can see that. I, I can see that's happening, Maliki. But the, the suggestion that that's somehow intentional, I don't know if I buy into that. I can see it's happening. There's no doubt. No, I'm not going to deny that. Of course, it's intentional. <clears throat> of course, it's intentional. Well, why, but why? Why would you do that? Okay. Well, well. Okay. Well, then, g- give me a reason as to why you would intentionally try to rid ourselves of qualified young people from colleges. Uh, who want to go off to Australia, Canada, and all the other places. Now, some people will automatically do that anyway, right? But why we would encourage that behavior and then, you know, then import people who are generally unskilled. So why would we do that? Because part of the European project, Niall, of the European federal state is to create a new imperialistic power. It's about doing away with independent nationhood. Why do you think, for instance, scale-topped areas now are being swamped by people who not alone can't speak Irish but can't even speak English? Why do you think that our, all of our culture has been taken and destroyed and we're told we must have diversity, we must have multiculturalism? And people talk about, and even Michal Martin was on about, oh, well, Irish people went to Canada and the famine and all of this. Yeah, they nice. assimilated yeah. into the society they went to. No, no, no society ever changed well, but, its look, makeup I, I, and its, its That it's argument not. about Irish people going to Canada and America and all that kind of nonsense that they come out with on a regular basis, some sort of comparison, is not a comparison because when Irish people went to those places, they didn't get social welfare, <clears> they didn't get accommodation, they weren't provided for, they were doing it illegally. If they were caught, they were sent home. So that was a very different situation. Let me sorry, let me go to Tony as well. Tony, if, hi, how are you doing? If people, just to finish Hello, the no, point. No, no. Oh, well, well, hang on, Tony, hang on, Tony. Sorry, Maliki, finish the point very quickly. Well, Yeah, if, when people come into this country, whether it's not, um, people working in the healthcare system from Pakistan and all of these other countries, they come in here, they get a job, they provide for themselves and they uh, contribute hugely to a dysfunctional health system and without them, it would be even more dysfunctional. And nobody has any problem with, th- with, with that. It's not about inward migration. <clears throat> it's about an asylum process that's been used to gainsay ordinary people and to, to, to put people ahead of our own homeless people, for instance, ahead of people. Even Pascal Donoghue announcing that, you know, the requirements for working in the civil service would be changing now. I understood you had to be able to speak Irish to um, stage, did you? in the civil service. And I want to know why, why these things were never changed so that a young lad from Sheriff Street or Tala who didn't have the educational qualifications or maybe had something in his background couldn't get a job in, in the civil oh, service. So I, I knew people who couldn't get into the guards because they couldn't speak Irish, but now you don't need Irish to get into the guards. Well, stay there a second, Maliki. You can't you don't even have to be... Uh, uh, you don't even have to be five foot nine anymore. Uh, Tony, hi, how are you? <laughs> 
No, how are you? Are you Good. Okay? Yeah, get, getting back to the original topic, which was, you know, the, this idea that, you know, they're going to kind of, the refugees are on their own after 90 days. Do you, do you buy that? Do you believe it? And, and is it basically just moving the goalposts that they'll just move on to the, the private not system? Not for one minute. Not for one minute, like, are they going to put them people out in the street? And they shouldn't put them in the street. They're accepting them. They shouldn't put them out in the street. But they shouldn't have taken them in the first place because it was full. As you said, we've got the highest per capita for the rest of Europe. Yeah. But I mean, like, why? I know this conspiracy theory. It's just like it was a conspiracy theory I was being replaced, but the more it's going on, I'm starting to say, like you're saying to Malachi, why do you believe that? Just why do you believe that? Because the figures are there, Mark. Purely and simply because the figures are there. We are being replaced. They're getting their kids there. But like a Labour actor stood up if you're a member and said about the civil service, he says, yes, it is too white. Like if he said that about any other nationality, he'd be slaughtered. He actually stood up and says our civil service is too white. It's like going to Nigeria and saying the civil service. The mayor, the mayor of London, did the mayor of London say exactly the same thing too? And he actually, the mayor of London was looking for interns or something like that and put an ad um, in the papers or online or whatever it was, and it was more or less suggesting white people not need not apply. And, and, that, and, that, and by the way, they did practically say that they they used yeah. terms. I can't remember the exact wording. But in other words, if you're white, you you weren't to apply. They were only taking applications like from non-white, from non-white because people. what they want is, is a European population. Like they don't want Irish people. Uh, because well, no, I, I think, I know, to be fair, I think they were just looking ago. for the balance or something, or diversity or something. No. Well, like the balance, like it's a small percentage of our population is black. Still have a look at the TV adverts. Like, and there's black people in the mouth. All its models. Well, I, I don't, I, I don't, well, I don't have an issue with. I see people keep going on about skin color, and you know, I, I generally don't have an issue with yeah, that. No, we're we're talking where, where we have a problem is cultural problems. Yeah. No. But just like what they want, me, old Martin, turned around a few months ago, and he says, he says, I'm sick of listening to this outdated thing about sovereignty, and then he talks about, yeah, but then he talks about Israel as a sovereign state. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, but just make up your mind. If you have something to your happens, you can't have it for the Israelis and not have it for the Irish, can you? No, absolutely not. Some of the questions, by the way, coming in, somebody's saying, you ask Malik a question, can immigrants vote? Well, they can vote, as far as I know, in local, well, Malik, you'll clarify that. They can vote in some of the local elections. Yeah. Any, any resident in this country can vote in a local election. You have to be a citizen then to, to vote in, in all elections. Yeah, and or referendums, or referendums, presidential elections, but anybody, or referendums, and the reality is that anybody who has arrived in this country by the time the, the, the register is updated, which I think it gets, it's a February register, and then you can go on later on to that, and all of the political parties will be flying around trying to get all of these new immigrants registered to vote and be bringing them down to vote for them, and remember when they're doing that, they're using your money to do it, because all of the political parties in this country are represented in Lancer House, with the exception of A2, I don't think, I don't think they get funded, um, are funded to the tune of millions of euro to run their political parties by you, the taxpayer. And that's something that has to stop. So when we talk about democracy, if I was to stand for election tomorrow, I have to fund it myself. But yet, Pascal Donoghue, in my constituency, his election campaign will be paid for by me as well by the taxpayer. 
And there's something fundamentally wrong in that. Either everybody is funded or nobody is funded. But everybody should have a constitutional right to run for election, which in turn means that everybody should, it should be affordable for everybody. And everybody should be equal when it runs for election. Stay there for a second. Uh, Tina, uh, Tina, well, sorry, Tony, you want to say something? <coughs> oh, yeah. uh, what I was going to say, Noel, is it's not equal. It's geared up for them to be in all the time. Them to get all I know, the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolute, it's corrupt. And it stares you in the face, and they know they're corrupt. When they're being asked questions by Ben Scallon, you can see the look on the face of it. Like, what are you asking me that for? That's not scripted. No, no, I, I absolutely know. And, and they're going to have a couple of weeks where they can do what they want now because Ben is away at the moment because obviously he's on parental leave because his wife just had a baby. Congratulations, Ben. Uh, Tina, hi, how are you? Hi, man. How's it going? Good. Tina. Oh, I'm so angry. I'm so angry listening to all of these people. Like, I'm angry because I agree with them. Like, Maliki is, is bang on there with, with what he's saying. But I'm coming from, from a slightly different perspective. Like, um, you know, like I, I, I told you before, um, I'm married. My husband came in and he was an immigrant back in, I don't know, when he was about 10 or whatever. But he, he obviously contributes to society. But I mean, what we're missing here, the point is, right, is that most immigrants are only taking advantage for what the, the government is doing, okay? So yeah, the, not they're not fault. to blame. It's, yeah. the, it's the government. It's the government that needs to be blamed. And, and Maliki is right. They're, they're, like, there's no party right now except AIM2 that I can see of anyway that is questioning this. And, and what I would encourage, like Irish people, and I'm a very <coughs> proud Irish person, and just because I'm married to an immigrant who is now an Irish citizen, by the way, and, and he doesn't agree with what's going on. So nobody, no, like, it, it's not just Irish people that don't agree with what's going on. These people who have been here and settled for 10, 20, 30 years, who now do have the right to vote and have assimilated into Irish society, they, they don't agree with what's going on either because they can see the strain on the services and everything else. So th there's that aspect too that hasn't been talked about as well. But on the other side of things, the Irish people need to stand the hell up. They need to stand the hell up and they need to run for local elections. They need to get their up off their arse and involved in, in their country and, and in politics. Even though Maliki is right and it is questionable um, at this point whether democracy even exists in this country anymore, I just feel like, well, what's the alternative if we don't do anything? Everybody is able to give out on Facebook and give out online and give out on this show. And, and I appreciate the, the, you know, the space to have a voice on this show. I really do. And I commend you for that, Niall. But people need to get up off their arse and stop giving out and complaining. And they need to actually but take action in their local we, community you seen it. But behind, Maliki has been organising protests for the last year. Now, I, I know that hasn't been many of recent times, but back going back around Christmas time with the East Wall protests. And, okay, there's a couple of head cases always end up at protests and cause problems for everybody. But generally speaking, the majority of people were just concerned citizens who had concerns about their area, concerns about local services, concerns about who's been coming into the area, all that kind of stuff. Genuine concerns and the lack of communication from the government. And, and as soon as a protest is organised, RT News or somebody will turn around and say, oh, yeah, there was some sort of right-wing protest down in East Hall today. So, in other words, you just get written yeah, off as right-wing. Yeah, I'm not talking about protest. Yeah, they do. You're right. And I'm not talking about protest because at this point, protests are pretty much, they don't do anything because that's, that's exactly what happens. They just get written off and the media comes all over it and basically just says, yeah, they're right-wing this, that and the other. And that's completely... 
um, undermined everything of, of, you know, the people there and what, what it was there for in the first place. Mm. So the thing to do, I think, is basically you, you have to run as independent or you have to come together um, as a collective, people that think the same as you, right, which, by the way, we're, we're the majority. We are the majority. And you, you find people in your local area and your local community and come together and, and have, a, have some balls, excuse the pun. Have a bit of courage. Come together. State your, your, your stance on things like immigration and other important aspects and, and maybe form a, a political party and, and form it from there. It's the only way that we can infiltrate what's going on at the moment in the government because if they're not taken out and nobody gets up and does anything. And the Irish, the fighting Irish, I don't know where the hell that even came from. Because I'm so angry not fighting anymore, that are they? everybody no. is just sitting down. No, they haven't fought for long. They're too busy on bloody TikTok and, and their social media and their phones and all the rest of it. Yeah, completely distracted. A whole entire generation of our youth are completely distracted. And parents don't want to be parents anymore. Yeah. So God love this country in, tw- in 20, 30 years time. That's all I can say. I'm actually looking into emigrating. That's how, how angry I feel. Because like another caller said there today, you can't get ahead. You cannot get ahead in this country anymore. I work in education and my husband is, is a taxpaying electrician. And we cannot get a house. We can't, we can't buy a house. We can't do anything. We're stuck like many, many other people. It's an absolute No, if, you, if you're on an average income in this country, which, mo- which most people are on an average income, you're never going to really enjoy life. That, that same income would give you a much better lifestyle in many other countries around the world. You know, and you're right. Yeah, but I don't want to move from my own country. I don't want to. I, like, it's sad. But, but isn't actually... this what Maliki is saying? The government are literally encouraging you to get out. Yeah. They are. And, and as well as that, the Irish culture is being, it is being dwindled away. I can see it in schools. The language is just being left dwindled out. And that, the parents have to come in there. They have to come in there and start questioning their schools, questioning their principals in their local school zone. Hang on a second. Why, why are, are all these exemptions being given for our language in this country? Like, stand up. Well, what, what is going on with the Irish psyche? Stand the hell up and, and second fight for what you want and fight for the country you want to live in. I'm not racist, obviously, but like there has to be a point where people just say, right, that's it, enough, you know? Keep these politicians, hold them to account, go up, show, into, show up in their face, you know? Show up when they're out for a walk. The, like the rules of engagement have long gone because they're not playing by <coughs> any rules anymore. They're not even following their own laws anymore. Maliki wouldn't it, Mal, hold on for a second, Tina. Maliki wouldn't it be great if everybody was as passionate as Tina about it? Yes, and, and just to, to give her some hope, I have no doubt and I'm fully confident that there will be a slate of candidates right across the country in the next local and European elections who will be sit, singing from the same hymn sheet, who will be standing on a nationalist agenda, who will be standing the problem, yeah, but Mal- yeah, but Maliki, that you know as well as I do, the problem with independent candidates is they don't have power. We need a collective. Well, That's the point that Tina was well, making. Well, Niall, there, there will be people on a, standing on a common slate and those who are then elected. And what emerges from that? Because if people don't come out and support that, well, then we're not going. Oh, we seem to have lost you there. Anyway, we had to, we're out of time. Thank you, Maliki. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Tony. Um, uh, you're right. You're 100% right. Sorry for getting you cut out there towards the end. All of you, Tina, thank you very much indeed. You were wonderfully passionate. 
Um, now, what am I going to do? Oh, yes. I agree with everybody that was on today, with the exception of one or two comments that were made. I agree with everybody. You're all a bunch of Muppets. Abs Tina is 100% right. You all need to stand up. You all need to be counted. You all need to say it to your local politician. And when the next election comes, you all know what to do. You don't vote for Fianna Fáil. You don't vote for Fianna Gael. You don't vote for Sinn Féin. But you'd vote for people. People who you believe will stand up for what you believe in. And it's absolutely 100% clear that the majority of people in this country, the majority of people in this country, um, they believe that we have let too many people in the country. That's a Red Sea poll. That's official. So the majority of people believe we have let too many people into the country. So all I can say to you is stand up and be counted. The government have made an announcement today, well, according to Roderick O'Gorman, a new plan, new presentation to move refugees, or Ukrainians certainly, after 90 days back into the private system. In other words, you're on your own. Just like everybody else, you've got to go on social welfare. Just like everybody else, uh, you know, you've got to fight for yourself, get your own housing and accommodation and everything else, all that kind of stuff. But realistically, all they're doing is moving the goalposts. It's not going to change anything. They're not going to make people homeless. They're not going to put people out in the streets. And Michal Martin will continue to allow people to come into the country. Unvetted, as some people would say, unvetted. And those people who were refused asylum, as in those seeking international protection, they will get deported or they'll be given deportation orders, but they will be still in this country. And I challenge anybody, by the way, to come on and have a debate with me in relation to this who doesn't agree. Because they won't come on. We put it out on Twitter, we put it out on Facebook, we put it out on social media. We welcome everybody in the show. We don't vet the calls. We don't say you can't come on because you don't agree. We would love people to come on and disagree because that's what good debate is all about. I agree with free speech. You have a right to come on this show and say anything you want. I might not agree with you. I might argue with you. But you have a right to come on. Sorry, Tony, you wanted to say something just before we finish? Yeah, I did. Oh, sorry, Tony. I, was just, I wanted to say, though, is how can the politicians get it so wrong? Which is like they were told six, eight months ago. Stop this now, there's too many coming in. And they're coming from other European countries as well. And they says, no, no, they're not. Then six or eight months later, they go, oh yeah, I think you are right. No, if anyone else was to do their job as bad as that, they'd be stacked in the day. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. And we look, look that, well, that go, so but Tony, wrong. that goes for every department in this country. Look at the health service in this country. Yet yeah, we've had the same Minister for Health for the last two and a half every years. Every one of them is proven. But look, all the COVID theories, all the conspiracy theories, they all came true. It was all true stuff. No, but the point I'm making is it doesn't matter how badly you fail in this country as a minister in a department. It doesn't matter. There's you no still keep your job. There's no accountability in this country, no. no. There is no accountability. There's no accountability. There's two massive court cases going on now in this country of murders of Irish people. And there's no one going to be held accountable for it. But okay. there has to be someone held accountable for them people, for them poor people that were murdered. Who lived in the country? Well, it wasn't, there wasn't just two, two people being murdered, by the way. That just happens to be the two cases that you're talking about at the moment, and we can't obviously discuss them on the air. But there are other there are other, other murders and assaults and sexual assaults and rapes that have happened in this country, and you're right, nobody's accountable, and people are afraid to no. say boo. 
And when people are helping... Do you know what the, fun, you know what the funniest one was? Well, when I say funny, it's despicable because it's such a sad story. The two men, uh, the, the gay men that were killed and beheaded, can I point out. And a man, as you know, the other day got sentenced to uh, life in prison. And he also got 20 years for the assault of another man where he took a knife through his eye. He also had a list. Yeah, yeah, he had a list of people that he was going to kill, of names he had got from Grinder, which is a dating app for gay men. And and the Garda Shikana turned around and said their statement they made. They believed the man wasn't radicalized. Are they having a laugh? I mean, come on! You couldn't make that up. You you actually couldn't make that up. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand euros. Two hundred fifty thousand euros for two hundred fifty thousand euros in cash in his house. And it wasn't questions. And no. it wasn't questions where that came from. He was funded. This man was probably being funded by some jihadist group. But he, but according to the guards, he wasn't being radicalised. Or hadn't been but radicalised. No, but see, see that chap? He should stay in jail for the rest of his life. He should never... Because you cannot, you could never let that man walk around this country again. Or if, if they have to let him out in 25 years, whatever a life sentence is in this country, which is buttons... Um, he should be immediately put on a plane in handcuffs and sent back to whatever country he originated from because he's not welcome in Ireland. Tony, thanks very much indeed. Or is anybody else with the views that he has and the violence that's instilled inside those individuals? Anyway, it was quite shocking because obviously it's extreme. And I'm not suggesting, by the way, that all people who follow Islam would do the same thing because they certainly wouldn't. But it's extremism. That's what it is. It's religious extremism. He had a defined hatred uh, for homosexuality, and that's why he did what he did. And to suggest, but the Garda Sheikh to suggest he wasn't radicalized. Of course he was radicalized. He wouldn't have went around and beheaded two people if he hadn't have been radicalized. Shocking. And my condolences to the families and the friends of all the men, of both men, and of course the man that was really badly injured and lost his eye. Um, you have my sympathies, all of you, uh, because that was a horrific way, sadly, to die. Anyway, listen, we've got to move on. I could get really angry if I wanted to, but everybody else has got angry for me today, so they saved me the trouble. Don't forget, if you want to watch this podcast, by the way, you can. You can go to our website, nileboylan.com. Everybody who signs up on the website for a subscription plan, by the way, is in a draw. Every single day, we give away a Nile Boylan podcast smug mug. That's them on the screen. So if you want to get one of those mugs, all you're going to do is go to the nileboylan.com website. Look at the mugs again. Aren't they exciting? See? <laughs> Well, you can win one of those by going to nileboylan.com. I'm just trying to catch out the producer guy. Look at the mugs again. Aren't they exciting? See what I mean? Take away the mugs. Put back the mugs. Take away the mugs. <laughs> Go to the website. Don't forget you can listen to all the shows free of charge there. Or you can watch them by just paying a small subscription fee that helps to fund the show and helps support us to continue to give you this platform every single day. Believe me, we're not making money. I keep saying it to you. We're not making money. We don't get paid. Uh, Thankfully, I have my own job in radio. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do this and give you this platform every day. It all costs money. So please help and support us by going to the website and signing up for a subscription. Do it today. Don't leave it later. It's only $5.99 a month. It's just like buying me a pint of beer. Or actually, a pint of beer between the three of us uh, for what we do every day. That's all it is. One pint of beer between the three of us each day. Or each month. Each month, I wish it was each day. Each month. five ninety nine a month. And you can get to watch all the previous shows plus interviews that we don't run uh, on the live stream. Don't forget, by the way, if you can't afford to do it, we completely understand. We know there's a cost of living crisis. Try your best. Thanks. Uh, you can even donate on the website if you can't afford to do that, by the way. 
Or if you want to give us more money, you can do that too on the website. If you want to advertise on the show, by the way, don't forget you can contact us as well at any stage by just going to the website and going to the contact form. Thank you to everybody who got involved in the show today. Please download the show. Please support us. Keep it going. I'll be back again tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 